out on location with Dubai today in association with Feast, a world of flavors at the new Sheraton Grand Hotel, Dubai. It's lovely to be back at the Sheraton Grand, uh, sitting in the lobby, having uh, tea uh, with a good friend, actually, that today, my guest, Carlo Tedeschi. He's a writer, publicist. He's a brand and creative consultant in areas like fragrance, fashion, food, art, design and jewellery. And he's the centorialist on social media. And uh, sometimes you hear his voice on Dubai Eye. Good morning to you, Carlo. Good morning to you, Suzanne. Good to be here. I didn't realise um, this little gem was here. Well, it's fantastic to kind of hook up with uh, with you as well. And uh, as I ask each of my guests on location the same set of questions to get a little insight into your world, your creative world. So let's start with what gets Carlo out of bed in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, your production assistant, Linda, had written to me saying, don't prepare anything, try doing it off the cuff. So I've prepared very little, and what gets me out of bed in the morning, I think, is irresponsibility. I find myself in my kind of 50th year of life, and a little bit beyond, but I won't be too honest about the age thing. And, um, yeah, irresponsibility gets me out of bed in the morning. I need, like most other people, to get up, get out, and go and earn some money. And like most people, I'd actually love to be in bed a little bit longer. But you've got to get up. You've got to get out. You've got to earn some cash. So I find it very, very distressing that I do have to leave my bed at quarter past seven most mornings. And off I go to earn money. I'm lucky, though, because I've got a batch of clients that I absolutely enjoy working with. And that really kind of, you know, helps the day. But the absolute sublimation of Friday mornings, I set the alarm for quarter past seven, it rings, I switch it off and I go back to sleep. And that is my kind of secret naughtiness on a Friday morning. I love it. Well, it's fantastic, isn't it? And again, I think, you know, many people relate to this. It's like, I, I don't need to be anywhere. I don't need to be there for anybody. I can, this is my time. And it's important that you find that time in your busy week. I think it's important that you just find time to to repair and I always refer to the the word ritual ritual is absolutely important the other day a friend of mine um, a chef Dima she's uh, reconnected to the art of pickling and I said what is that about pickling and she said it takes me back to being a girl in my mother's kitchen and it's the art of ritual and she used that word and so I think the ritual of spoiling is absolutely essential and whilst a lot of people will come up with a whole lot of you know cleverly philosophical reasons to get out of bed yes we've got to help other people and we've got to kind of be out and about for the greater good of man there's a lot of selfishness involved in everyday living and I think the ritual of selfishness and just spoiling yourself and if that means staying in bed an extra half hour do it especially on a Friday morning it's it's to be celebrated so what do you like most about your life Carlo this sounds a bit silly I think but in a world that's kind of almost created by real people with real lives and real habits and by that I'm talking about reality TV. The world has become too real for me. We're constantly involved in being in everybody's landscape. People will say of course if you switch on the TV and you choose to watch it, yes of course you are. But everything's reality over hyper reality whether it's Instagram, television, um, conversations maybe like this one, maybe the, maybe this is too too real I love, I absolutely love 
throwing myself into the world of fiction. And one of the things that I love about my job is that I get a chance to fantasise, to come up with ideas, fantasies for clients, and whether they are actually bought into and realised as irrelevant, part of my working process is coming up with fantasy for people. So whether it's a book launch or whether it's trying to come up with a, a, I don't know, a, a shape of bottle for a new fragrance or helping name a fragrance, there's a lot of fantasy involved and I love that. That's one of the things that I absolutely adore. It's like bringing, when you say fantasy, you know, magic and something special and and something that people aspire to and you help them create that. Yes, but that's my working life. When it comes to my private life, I actually, it's taken me a long time to realise that I think I've got quite a special life. Most people have very special lives. We, we don't stop to kind of take stock of what it is we own, our assets. I hate that word, but I mean, it's all about assets these days. Mm-hmm. People even have, you know, Instagram as an asset, yeah, Facebook as an asset. We've all got assets, and life, of course, is the biggest one. And I've got a life that allows me to... To be very kind of um, factional, that's a word that I love, fact and fiction. I kind of live between fact and fiction and I love it. Um, I love the fact that I have a life that has to do with lots of different cultures. Back to the Italian parents, um, family who are in the States, I've got family who are in France and Germany. I love the fragmentation of culture that crosses my life. I absolutely love it from the point of view of language and the sound and the smell and the taste of those different places that's what I love so what would you say has been maybe the greatest hurdle that you've had to face in your life you're going to roll your eyes up to heaven because I remember about eight months ago we had a conversation on air about me and my nervous breakdown <laughs> great we can laugh about these yeah things. absolutely you know and I do think this but this is a great thing you get to a stage where you think it wasn't as bad, it wasn't as black, it wasn't as bleak, and you laugh. And you know that the repair process has happened, um, and things have changed and you've moved on. That was the biggest, the biggest hurdle that I've ever faced. Completely melting down, breaking down, not being able to function. It took eight years to get out of it. And I think that was the biggest hurdle. Nightmare, total nightmare. And why did it happen, do you think? I haven't got a clue. Um, I visited all the um, traditional doctors, the crazy doctors, the quacky doctors, from here to the very centre, the epicentre of Rome. I went to the eternal city in the hope of, you know, eternal help. It didn't happen. I've no idea and I don't actually care. I think it's just brilliant to be away from it all. And there are days when things are not so good but you know the mechanism to take you back to feeling good. Mm. Um, and you know what? We're, we're, we, we, most of us, most of us live within spaces that have calm and turbulence. It's like being on a flight. Um, it was just that my turbulent phase was kind of, you know, dropping through the sky, seven, a, a, a huge drop down into the sky. Mm. But it's great. And um, or it, 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 is what it, it is what it was. Mm. Um, and it just goes to show it can happen to anybody, you know. Um. I, I can't believe the amount of friends I have, the amount of colleagues I have, people I meet who have what I would refer to as kind of strange behaviours. And by that I mean a sense of nervousness, kind of the open-eyed look, which has got nothing to do with social nervousness. I see it as, as definitely a sense of extreme stress. You recognise that in other people. It's like a hairdresser would recognise a bad haircut or somebody that needs a haircut. When you've gone through something, um, you you recognise signs of it in other people. 
So I feel I'd like to kind of reach out as the Americans say and kind of offer help, which would actually be a great reason to get out of bed in the morning, maybe more than, you know, the fantasy land that I throw myself into. But again, I, I, I'm not qualified, so therefore, you know, any any um, advice you offer is is impartial and is of a kind of, is, 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 is life coach or health coach the right word in its most basic format. Well, you mentioned stress there, so how do you de-stress? There is a brilliant Italian phrase I'm sure most listeners would, would know of the theme of the film, Eat, Pray, Love. Il dolce far niente, which means the sublime pleasure of doing nothing. But of course, that sublime pleasure of doing nothing is filled with something, whether it's um, listening to fabulous music, whether it is reading a book, whether it's walking... It's enjoying what, what the gurus and the flakies and whatever you want to call these kind of new age people refer to as living in the moment. It's about picking up yourself, walking through, reading through, listening to the moment and absolutely enjoying the sublime beauty of it. And that's it. That's how I de-stress. What's your definition of health, wealth and happiness? I actually don't have one. I think I'm not qualified. I haven't lived enough. It's almost like, I feel like Simon Cowell, you know, somebody of 12 comes out and sings a huge love song and he hits the cross saying, you can't possibly be singing this, you haven't lived long enough. And whilst I've had quite a long, mainly healthy, happy life, I don't know what the answer to that is. But today, sitting here chatting to you and thinking back 10 years back when I was not well, the sum of most things is good. I've got just enough money to keep me going. I've got enough health to get me out of my bed in the morning and to be running through a day as fast as you can when you're 125 kilograms, seriously overweight. Um, so it's like the curate's egg. Everything is good in parts, but there's other little bits of it that are not too good. But the sum, the, the, the sum of it, the biggest sum of it is good. So that, for me, is, is, is you know, how I define it to myself. What about your parents? Uh, how have they influenced your life, good or bad? Do you know, if you'd asked me that question 25 years ago, I would have wanted to not speak to either of them for a very long time. As an older man, um, I think one of the things that was hugely influential, um, courtesy of my parents, was the idea that you always had to be kind to people. Kindness was a big thing in our household. And I think because a lot of times, my, my father being um, a man that owned greasy, um, ca- greasy Spoon cafes, there was a lot of unkindness, a lot of kind of, you know, um, strangeness towards a little Italian man that cooked strange foods. And we came from Glasgow, where the kind of Catholic-Protestant divide was huge. And I think that had a huge effect on my parents. So to them, kindness was a big thing. And I think I've grown up with this idea that kindness is important. My mother was also, she still is somebody that actually makes a simple task of even dusting um, the house magical. Because she, 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 she's always said by, you know, kind of picking up objects and dusting them and looking at them and putting them back in their place they develop a life and a resonance that other people will remember. And I think that's absolutely true. I go home now and I think, you know, if the house had to be dismantled for whatever reason, I want that because mum used to dust it every morning and that was her favourite thing. So those are the kind of things, you know, kind of whimsical things um, that I take away from my mum and my dad. And words of wisdom, Carlo. Inspirational quotes or mantras that you live by. Something you'd like to share today? I would say 
it doesn't matter how old you are, never give up on staying young. And by that, I don't mean the Botox and the Restylane and the fillers, but holding on to um, the idea that you can always be a kid. I think it's absolutely essential. I... I think it's I think it's the most important thing to make sure that your heart, um, your soul is as young and as, and as happy as it can be. Don't let age or the idea of age affect you. And it's absolutely been proven that if you don't attach the idea of age to your head, to your brain, and to your way of thinking, you actually live healthier apparently and for longer. So here's to a very long life. Well, on that note, do you want to come out to play? <laughs> Is it skipping ropes and what, what, what else did we used to play as kids in the yard? Hopscotch. Hopscotch, that was it. Hopscotch and skipping ropes. And you know what I saw the other day that absolutely, um, it, was, it was the most wonderful thing to see. There's a beautiful little company here called Moulin Roti, French toy company. And they sell little bags of marbles. And I didn't think that marbles existed anymore. And for, for the girls, they had a little box that allows you to draw your um, hopscotch squares. Oh. Very, very cool that those, those games and the idea of them are still around and alive. So, what are we doing? What are we playing? Um, I think we'll play hide-and-seek. All right. <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking to Carlo, as always. And we posted up on our website links to Carlo on social media for you to find out more about what he does and the company he works with and to connect with him as well so uh, the centaurialist we will catch up with him again very soon